Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today is episode 617. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming you have heard about the administration of God's grace that he gave me for you, the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written above. By reading this, you are able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. This was not made known to people in other generations, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I was made a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace, that was given to me by the working of his power. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul's writing this letter from Rome. Paul's imprisoned in Rome under house arrest. And it's during a two-year period, the end of the book of Acts, where Paul has appealed to Caesar and traveled to Rome and now awaiting Caesar to hear his appeal. He's written a few letters during this time period. One of them is Ephesians. Tychicus is dropping this letter off on his way to Colossae. And Paul's trying to encourage the church. Begin chapter 3, verse 1. He says, for this reason. Let's pause and say, for what reason? Well, he's really talking about chapter 2, for this reason. In chapter 2, he really reviewed the status of the Gentiles. That formerly they had been excluded from God's plan. At least it seemed that way. But now they have been included in God's plan. There's no longer this dividing wall of hostility, he called it, between Jews and Gentiles. Now everyone is free to come to Christ. And when they do, they're on equal footing, all part of the household of God, the community of God's people, the universal church. So it's for that reason, the amazing things that God has done bringing the Jews and Gentiles together. I, Paul, prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles. Now there's a sudden break. It's like he's starting to go into a prayer that he really doesn't get to until verse 14 in chapter 3. So from verse 3 up until through verse 13, it's kind of a parenthesis here of he's going to talk about some other things. So he's like he's starting into the prayer, then he mentions Gentiles, they said, well, let me talk about that for a minute. Then we'll get back into the prayer in verse 14. So I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles. Well, prisoner of Christ Jesus, referring to his Roman imprisonment, and on behalf of the Gentiles. Well, if you think about the reason he is imprisoned, he was accused of taking a Gentile into the temple area. That's what started this whole mess with his imprisonment. And the mob was trying to kill him. The Roman soldiers rescued him from the mob. But then the religious authorities were demanding that he be handed over to them for trial. But the Roman commander gets word there's a plot to kill Paul. So he sends him to Caesarea, where the governor lives. And he's held there for two years. The reason he's being held and not dealt with is because everyone can basically see that he hasn't really done anything but they don't want to annoy the Jewish leaders. 
they're Roman governors, but they still have to have the people's cooperation for there to be peace. So the governor doesn't want to annoy the Jewish leaders, so he keeps Paul in prison. And then he wants to send Paul back to Jerusalem to be tried. Paul knows that's not going to go well, so Paul appeals to Caesar, and that's why he then goes to Rome. And the whole reason for this is because of his Gentile mission. That's why people started having a hissy fit when he got back to Jerusalem. They've heard about Paul, Paul, who's friends with the Gentiles, Paul, who's preaching against the Jewish law. So it's because of his Gentile ministry. That's the reason he's in prison. And so it is a prisoner on behalf of you Gentiles. Now there's the break as he starts this parenthesis, basically, in verse 2. So he mentions that his ministry to the Gentiles, and it's like, oh, by the way, assuming you've heard about the administration of God's grace that he gave to me for you, so there he's talking about his Gentile ministry, the administration of God's grace. That is the responsibility that he has been assigned by God to reveal God's grace to the Gentiles. And it was something that God assigned him. He didn't volunteer for it. He didn't ask for it. He didn't apply for it. He didn't study for it. He didn't train for it. He was assigned it by Christ himself on the road to Damascus. Verse 3, the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written above. Well, the mystery is referring to the administration of God's grace. Basically, the gospel being available to the Gentiles. That's the mystery he's talking about here. And it was made known to me by revelation, meaning God revealed it to him directly. And the risen Christ appeared to him on the Damascus road and revealed things to him. He says, as I have briefly written above, different translators deal with this differently. Here it's, I've briefly written above. Some say written before in a few words or briefly written prior. And so the whole prior is that before, does that mean in this letter or in another document. And depending on how you translate those words, it can kind of lead you one way or another. If you just say, kind of written before, what could mean before in this letter, or could mean before in another letter. If he's referring to this letter, it pretty much has to be talking about chapter 1, verses 9 through 12, where he said, He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, the purposed in Christ is a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have also received an inheritance, because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. So we who have already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. There he's just talking about what God has done, revealing this plan, the gospel, that anyone can be reconciled to God through Christ. So that could be what he's referring to, or it could be referring to a different document. We know what he's talking about. He's talking about the mystery of the gospel being made available to the Gentiles. Verse 4, by reading this, you're able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. Now by this, he's talking about whatever it is he's briefly written before, either back in chapter 1, or he could be referring to all of chapter 1, all of chapter 2, or it could be referring to another document. 
Boy, Ben, I've told you about this mystery. I explained it to you. And if you really read that, you'll understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Verse 5. This was not made known to people in other generations, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Well, some people push back on this a little bit, saying, well, he talks about the Old Testament revealing that this is what would happen. Because there's all kinds of prophecies in the Old Testament. Someday the whole world's going to know God. Someday everyone will kneel before God. Someday all nations will be blessed. In, in that respect, the gospel has been foretold. But the exact revealing of it has not come until now, until Christ has come. So it hasn't been made known to other people the way it has been made now. And it's revealed through the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. He talked last chapter about the church. The foundation of the church is the apostles and prophets. Verse 6. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Basically repeating what he's been saying all through chapter 2. That's kind of the, the nugget of chapter 2 boiled down into a single statement here. God likes Gentiles too. And the Gentiles are co-heirs with the Jews in the things of God. And that's all revealed in the gospel. Then verse 7, I was made a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of his power. So he mentioned the gospel in verse 6. And what is the gospel? Gospel is the explanation of that mystery he was talking about. He talked about the mystery in verse 3. He mentioned the mystery in verse 4. Then verse 5, and it hasn't been known before, but now it is known. Then verse 6, he mentions the gospel. And then verse 7, he wraps it up here. And that's the gospel I've been preaching. God assigned me to take this gospel to the Gentiles. And so we're reviewing here his, his ministry to the Gentiles, what God's been doing with him. God revealed himself to Paul and has assigned him to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.